My name is Josh. I am Jamie. Welcome to the Cutscene for Two Geeks podcast. We're talking about movies, comics, and everything in between. Today, we're going to be talking about everything from the trailers and TV spots that dropped during this year's Super Bowl to our spread thoughts on the newest episode of HBO's The Last of Us and much more. Also, feel free to follow us at Conversation with Two Geeks. Um, we are at Convo with Two Geeks on Twitter. We're also on Conversation with Two Geeks on Facebook and Instagram. And if you want to send us an email about anything from from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at conversation with two geeks at gmail.com. And we are also now officially on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, what is our handle again? Our handle know. is um convo with two geeks. So convo with two geeks on TikTok as well. So yeah. You can also find my catalog on Spotify, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Podcasts to listen to. How are you today, Jamie? Uh, I'm okay. Uh, I'm good. How are you? I'm 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 good. I'm good. I'm just a little tired, but like I'm, I'm good. I, I see Quantum Manium this afternoon, so like that's cool. I'm debating but, about going. I probably will because there's a three thirty showing, so mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, I'll probably be. Thank you. Might be seeing around the same time as I am. But yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Oh, that Super Bowl, eh? Yeah. Um. Listen, I work. Uh. I don't want to say where I work, but I work in food, the food industry. So I'll just say that. Super Bowls are one of the days that I'm not looking forward to anymore. Um, so Aww. yeah, it's not fun. I had uh like overall it wasn't actually that bad, but I it was not I had uh I was mentally drained the rest of the day because I had something happen during the day. So Aww. yeah. Um yeah, Chiefs won, which is interesting. Um I don't yeah. like either of those teams to be honest. Oh uh, yeah, no, me me neither, me neither. I, I kind of dropped off as soon as, like, the 49ers. So, um, yeah. 49ers. Listen, I'm a big big 49ers fan, so, like, neither the, same here, same the here. Super Bowl was not was not for me at all. I don't like either team. Um, yeah. So, I, it's whatever. Um, I don't e- – I know it was a close game at the end, so I'm glad that it, there was some co- – uh, excitement for it because i mm-hmm. really thought it was going to be kind of a boring one so at least there was something mm-hmm. um i even get to see rihanna's halftime show which i'm very bummed about i've seen clips so i've seen clips as well because like for me with the super bowl i i decided i wasn't invited to anything so like i decided you know i'm just gonna go work and so mm-hmm. i went to this um coffee slash pie shop and i worked for about a couple hours nice ready. so I, I was at least productive that's good so but yeah, I did, I did see clips of the of the halftime show, and she did this like Kubrick stare. Yeah, like, it's cool. Like, I was just like, "Damn, she's so good." It is actually quite surprising that it kind of hit me that she hasn't done. She's so big, and she hasn't done the halftime show yet, as far as before this year. I don't think. Yeah, yeah. She's no, probably I... been a guest spot, but like, she's never like the uh, main mainstream. Headline. Yeah, the main headliner. So. Um, it's very cool. I think I saw somewhere where she said they've been asking her to do it for like the last like ten years or something for like a while. They've been wanting yeah. her to do it for a while, which is which is cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but yeah. But anyway, so during the Super Bowl, we got some big trailer. Um, we got two big trailers, and then we also got a TV spot for a movie that every time I see the trailer for every time I see the spot, 
I just get into like a very gleeful mode. And that mm-hmm. is for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny synopsis reads, experience the return of legendary hero Indiana Jones in this in the fifth installment of this beloved swashbuckling series of films. Finding himself in a new era approaching retirement, Indy Rec wrestles with fitting into a world that, that seems to have outgrown him. But as the tentacles of an all too familiar evil return in the form of an old rival, Indy must don his hat and pick up his whip once more to make sure an ancient and powerful artifact doesn't fall into the wrong hands. Directed by Jane Mangold of Logan and 310 Yuma fame, uh, the film stars Harrison Ford as a digital character, Matt Nicholson, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, White Hobart, Tommy Jones, and Antonio Banderas. And it's set to be released on June 30th. Oh my god, I'm so freaking excited for this movie! It's gonna be a lot of fun. It looks like a lot of fun. I'm excited too. Like, every time I see this, like, I like, I was even watching, like, the um the spot, and it's only, like, about, like, like what, 30 seconds to a minute? Roughly, yeah. And, like, Every time, every time I see this spot, and just like I just, I get very gleeful and just like just, yeah. Because like, it's just cool that he's back and that he's doing this. It's just a lot of fun. Yeah, and it just feels like and it. Look, I know that there are some people that like a certain entry in this franchise, and I'm not gonna like you know put down those folks, but I will say this: I did see that entry when I was younger, and I'll be honest, even when I was like eight or so, I didn't like it. I just never liked that movie. And like, and like, if you liked it, that's fine. For me, this is like, this brings me back to just the first three and just the excitement and just, the, just overall, just, ah. It'll be good. It's, I think it'll be good. They have a lot of the original people coming back. So like, obviously getting Harrison Ford is huge. Like, mm-hmm. it's great. Like you can't do indie without Harrison. So it's good. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Yeah, and also I trust James Mangold. I mean, the man mm-hmm. Logan and Logan three ten Yuma. Hell, he did one of the few biopics I like, which is Walk the Line. Yeah. So like, this man is like banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. So I just can't wait. All right, moving on to our next. Moving on to our next uh, next one, and this is kind of the big one of the two big trailers that we got. Um, we got a second trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. The synopsis reads In Marvel Studios' Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, our beloved band of misfits are suddenly into life on nowhere, but it isn't long before their lives are upended by the echoes of Rocket's turbulent past. Peter Quill, still reeling from his lo- from the loss of Gamora, must rally his team around him on a dangerous mission to save Rocket's life. A mission that, if not complete, uh, completed successfully, could quite possibly lead to the end of the Guardians as we know them. Written directed by James Gunn and starring the likes of Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Dave Bautista, Karen Gillian, uh, Pablo Clement, Ben Diesel, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Debicki, Sylvester Stone, uh, Maria Bakanova, Ch- I'm going to mispronounce the same, and I'm so sorry, Chudwood, Chuck Woody, Chuck Woody, uh, Ewa, and Will Poulter as Adam Warlock. The film is slated to be released on May 5th. Okay. Every time I see that bit where, where in like it's only like a couple of seconds, but every time I see that bit where Rocket's like getting experimented on, I have to shield my eyes. It's just too much. It's it's gonna be a rocket heavy movie. So mm-hmm. it's and I feel like it's not gonna be ha- and happily. I'm Jeez. very worried about him to be honest. Yeah. So it's gonna be sad. Um yeah. it looks really good though. Like it's gonna be interesting with the new dynamic and how um this I guess version of Gamora is and mm-hmm. stuff. So it should be fun. Um mm-hmm. 
very curious to see how it goes and how um but it looks cool and how it all works out i'm mm -hmm. very excited for it yeah i also think that quill not, might not make it out of this movie who quill i mean it's possible it definitely is um because this is the last card i could almost see like them all kind of going out in a place of glory if they wanted to but so we'll have to see i don't know like mm -hmm. i feel like you can't like i don't know yeah yeah but rocket and rocket's like my main concern because like it's going to be very centered on him, so we'll have to see what happens. And we're going to get his backstory, and it's going to be mm -hmm. sad, and I probably should prep, prep to bring yeah. tissues. Probably, yeah. It's going to be very sad. Yeah. Uh, damn know. you, James Gunn! I know. Yeah. All right. Into another project that James Gunn has kind of been pushing. Well, yeah, he's been pushing this since he's new CEO. So. Um, we got an official trailer for The Flash. This analysis reads, worlds collide in the Flash when Barry uses his superpowers to travel back in time in order to change the events of the past. But when his attempt to save his family inadvertently alters the future, Barry becomes trapped in a reality in which General Zod has returned, threatening annihilation, and there are no superheroes to turn to. That is, unless Barry can coax a very different Batman out of retirement and rescue an imprisoned Kryptonian, albeit the one he's not looking for. Ultimately, to save the world <laughs> that he's in, he is in and return to the future that he knows, Barry his only hope is to race for his life, but will making the ultimate sacrifice be enough to reset the universe? Directed by Annie Muschietti and written by Birds of Prey screenwriter Christina Hodgson, the film starts Ezra Miller as titular character Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, aka Batman, Sasha Cowley as Carzor L, aka Supergirl, uh, Michael Shannon as General Zod, and Trui Jayu and Trui Jayu as Feyora. Apologies if I mispronounced the name. Ron Lemmy's as Henry Allen, Maribel Veradude as Nor Allen, Kelsey Clements as Iris West, and Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne, aka Batman. Uh, the film is set to release on June 16th, 2023. So, um, I have a source, and okay, I think I might have commented this a couple times, but I have a source that kind of knows a bit about this one, and they said it's pretty good. And I'm willing, and I, for the most part, I'm willing to back them on this. Um, and yeah, it's, this is, honestly, this is going to be a very interesting movie in general, just with everything going on and just, I'm really curious to see how people feel about this one. Uh, yeah, the, the, the trailer, the trailer makes this movie look like it's going to, the fact that this movie seems like it's going to have any co coherency in anything is actually quite amazing after everything that this movie has gone through. Yes. So like. I, I will give the major props for that. She's uh, it it looks good. The M Michael Keaton coming back is gonna be cool. That was that's gonna be a lot of fun for a lot of people. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people were like um like like Barry when they fainted and seeing Michael Keaton. It's gonna, it, that part was very funny. Um, uh, it's gonna be cool seeing um Ben Affleck back too. I think it'll be a nice little mm -hmm. end thing. Um. And she and then Sasa Kaye coming in as Supergirl, and she's actually playing Kara, which is going to be fun. Um, mm -hmm. She looks badass in this trailer, dude. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, like um, yeah, my my sources said that she's really good. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. Um, and yeah, I think honestly, I was skeptical about them doing Flashpoint as like the first like standalone Flash movie, but 
maybe they can make it work. It, I kind of get what they're doing because they're going to still tie in Barry's like origin story a little bit, backstory. Mm. So, which there's a lot, a lot of people are familiar with now, but maybe not everybody. So, um, the trailer makes it look good. I know people who are actually kind of like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. So, we'll have to see what ends up happening. So, the fact that we got a trailer and a release date makes gives me a lot of hope that this movie is actually going to come out. Yeah, so. I yeah, it's I really am curious. Like, I, again, I on social media and stuff, and just in general, like I've just been hearing people like raise it. There's still some people that are like holding back, and a lot of it's because of the Ezra stuff. Yeah, which which I get. If you don't feel comfortable seeing this because of Ezra, that's totally valid and fine. Mm -hmm, definitely, um, definitely, because there's shady stuff going on with that regard and it's very weird but um mm -hmm. yeah i don't follow anybody who doesn't want to see it because of all that situation going on because it is a lot yeah 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 it's but we'll we'll, we'll see how it all goes in june mm -hmm. but yeah yeah Anyway, moving on to our next topic. According to Deadline, we got some casting news on the HBO Max spinoff series to last year's The Batman, The Penguin, which is still kind of a working title, um, which is which is to have uh, Colin Farrell reprise his role as Oswald Kampa, aka The Penguin, but it created Simon Moltolini, uh, star opposite Farrell as Sofia Falcone. Uh, according to a report, former Runaway star uh, Renzi Philippe has been cast as a lead, and while details have not been really exact about exactly who the actor will be playing, it is believed that uh, Felice's character will be a teen who the Penguin befriends and makes his driver. In addition to Felice, um, House of Cards and Jack Rain star Michael Kelly, Sharon Ajipuchello, and Didri O'Connor will be joining the eight-episode series, though no details on any of their roles have been revealed. Um, did you watch Runaways? The Marvel show? Y yeah. Yes, I did. Okay. I watched I watched a good chunk of it. It's been a minute though. Yeah, it, it has been for me as well. Um he's the guy who plays Alex. Oh, okay. He was good. Like the mm -hmm. kids in that show were actually very good. Um mm -hmm. so it will be very interesting. Um mm -hmm. man, uh, I remember that show. I like that show a lot. Um yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing that. That's good. That's good for him. He he does he did a good job. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. And the fact that they're gonna make him like the third lead. Mm -hmm. That's huge. That's that's very big. That's very big. Even though he had a very big part in the runaway show, it's it was part of an ensemble. That's still huge. Yeah. yeah. And just seeing him against both um Farrell and, and Mussolini for a while as well. Like um big. Like if you haven't seen like if you haven't seen Palm Springs, I highly recommend checking out Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. She was the lead opposite uh, uh, Sandy Andy Sandberg for that as well. Nice. So, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really curious about this one. This one's honestly it's just have very interesting and stuff. And yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, we got some Deadpool three news and exclusive from Deadline reports that Netflix's The Crown star Emma Corrin have joined the cast of Marvel Studios Deadpool three opposite Ryan Reynolds as the titular Merc with a mouth. And he Jackman writing his role as everyone's favorite mutant Logan, aka Wolverine, with Sean Levy set to direct. And while details behind the character are unknown, Corn will be playing the villain. So this leads into another question: Have you seen Netflix's The Crown? Me? Yeah. Yes, I have. You know, I have. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> the Crown? Yeah. Mm. It's good. Uh, the act, the cinematography for that show is 
something else, man. It's very good. It's a very, very beautiful show to watch uh, aesthetically. Um, which was she? I'm assuming she played one of. Um, I think I know which one she played. I can't remember off the top of my head. Is it Diana? Uh, what was her name again? Uh, Emma Corrin. Emma Corrin. That sounds like that might be her. I can't remember off the top of my head. But all the actors in that show were very good too. So yeah, like I'm ninety. Yep, it, it is Diana. Yep. Diana, she's yeah, she's yeah. very very good. Yeah, it is Diana. I full disclosure, I haven't seen really any anything of the Crown, so I'm really going up going up by you and stuff. I like I've seen bits and pieces because my mom watches it and stuff, but like yeah, but like it's if you if you like. If you like the royal family stuff and you find that stuff interesting, it's a very good drama dramatization of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and the acting's very good. All the actors are good. Uh, Matt Smith was on that show as uh, Philip. He was mm. Philip, mm. and he was very good. Mm. So, like the the acting on the show is very good. So I have no doubts that she'll be good in in Deadpool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, just. Thumbs, yes. Thumbs up on that. Thumbs up all around on that. Anyways, uh, for our next topic, um, <laughs> for our next topic, uh, we got an official teaser trailer for Ted Lasso season three at a release date. Uh, the synopsis, synopsis reads: In this seat, in this third season of Ted Lasso, the newly promoted AFC Richmond faces ridicule as media predictions widely pegged them as last in the Premier League, and Nate, uh, played by Nick Ahana, ha- now hailed as the wonder. Kid has gone to work for Rupert, played by Giles. I mean, Effie's head um, at West Ham United. In the wake of Nate's contentious departure from Richmond, Roy Kent, played by Brett Goldstein, steps up as assistant coach alongside Aaron, played by Brandon Hunt. Uh, meanwhile, Ted, played by Zeke, deals with pressures at work. He continues to wrestle with his own personal issues back home. Uh, Rebecca, played by uh, Hannah Waddingham, is focused on defeating uh, Rupert. Is focused on defeating Rupert and Kels Keeley, played by Juno Temple, navigates being the boss of her own PR agency. Things seem to be falling apart from both on and off the pitch, but Team Lasso is set to give it their best shot, anyways. Created by Bill Lawrence, Brendan Hunt, Joe Kelly, and Jason Diggs, the newest season is slated to start airing episodes on Apple TV Plus on March 15th. Yeah! Finally. When was when was season two? Was that? It feels like it's been a minute since we've had Ted Lasso. I think either last year or the year before, but either way. It feels like it's been a while. I'm so excited. I'm I'm ready. Let's just fucking go. It's I, my comfort show so much. I ha- like I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh my god, I miss this show so much. Yeah. Might be I, time to do a quick rewatch before a new season. I'm I might have to, but just I'm I'm definitely also getting very um like I've I've been involved with like I'm on like the Reddit boards and stuff, and like I've been getting like very like dark Vader like just vibes like uh, with especially with like um, Rupert being which by the way as a Buffy fan it's kind of I don't know if I've ever commented on this but like as a Buffy fan it's really interesting seeing Anthony had play a villain yeah <laughs> it, it's just, it it kind of trips you up a little bit and essentially he's like the Palpatine yeah. So like, so like, I'm wondering like if like Nate is like Darth Vader, but it's like redemption arc. He's going to be the character that's going to be interesting to watch because of everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, his character 
is very much like in a very complicated spot. So I'm very curious to see how uh, how it ends up going. To be honest with him, because uh, I could see him just being still being upset and hurt and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And I could also see him coming around and being like, oh, I really messed up. I probably shouldn't have taken it this far and then trying to, to do redemption. Or, And I could see him getting to that point this whole season and the next season is his redemption season mm-hmm. if they wanted to. But we'll see, we'll see what ends up happening. He's going to be the character that's going to be uh, the most interesting to watch. That is actually, that does raise a big, huge question whether or not this is going to be the last season or not. I hope not. I love this show. But these, there's some big names in this show. And so I could see see them being like, let's just end it yeah. now when we can end it on our terms. And that way we don't have to do anything to like mm-hmm. mess up later. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, yeah no, there, there's definitely a lot of questions about that. And I'm just, and also like, I, because they could still have kids. Sure. And like, I don't know if he feels like spending like half the year going to London and it's just, it's a whole thing. And I don't know how he's sure on that, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last season and stuff, but hopefully, hopefully it isn't. It's just, just, I don't know. I hope whenever the last season is, they're able to end it on their terms and the writers are able to finish up what they wanted to do. Cause so far they really been able to like write their story that they've wanted to write the story. Mm-hmm. So it seems like. Yeah. And also I remember hearing that like I think early, very early on, like it was like a three season plan. That is definitely possible. It's yeah. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, that's why I'm not saying I'm surprised, but yeah. Anyway, moving on to our next topic. According to Deadline, Ryan Johnson's poker face have been renewed for a second season Peacock. Uh in a statement from the chairman entertainment of entertainment content. Uh, NBC Universal Television Streaming, uh, Susan Ronov Ron- uh, said, uh, Poker Face is one of those rare, undeniable shows that we all fell in love with from the start, but the critical acclaim of your response has been beyond our wildest dream. Working alongside three genes, Ryan Johnson, Natasha Leone, and um, Bergman, along, along with our partners, MRC, MRC and T Street, have been a spectacular ride and we cannot wait to hit the road for another season as we continue to build momentum across peacock's um original slate so uh if you have not been watching the show i highly recommend it it is so much fun it's colombo but on the road and stuff and just oh my god i i just i can't recommend it enough it's on peacock uh all six episodes they just put up a new episode as we're recording this today um, six up six of I think six or seven out of ten have been already up, and it's just it's, it's it's fucking good. I I fucking love the show, and I fucking love that it's getting another season. It's awesome. I haven't seen it yet, but I know you really love it, so it's exciting. Yeah, Very exciting. Yeah, and I again, I just highly recommend it, and also just um, yeah, and also congrats to um both the Ryan, Natasha, as well as the rest of the rest of the crew, uh, cast and crew. Y'all been killing it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, y'all be going up. Anyways, uh, moving on to our second to last topic, um, an exclusive interview, an exclusive interview with uh, Variety's Mark Milken, uh, in the Heights actress Leslie Grace, who was set to play Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, in Batgirl, which was set to be directed by Miss Marvel Bad Boys for Life directors Adriel El Abari and Bilal Fial, speaks out about the film's cancellation by Warner Brothers Discovery executives, who, by the way, decided to shove the damn. 
dang film and for a tax write-off instead of like completing work on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, I, folks, I'm so pissed off about that. Just letting you okay. know. Okay. Yeah, letting you all know. Um, upon hearing the news in August, Leslie reflects saying that it was like deflating balloon. On that day, I was very much just taking it all in, but also so sure of the magic that happened in my experience and what I saw in my cast and our team. But I was like, this place is so crazy thing we we have no control over. I tend to be a very optimistic, positive person in these types of circumstances. And I just really lean on the idea of the beauty that I got to have this experience in my life. Even though I would have loved to share that with the rest of the world, nothing can take away. Nothing can take that experience away from us. She is then asked about recent comments made by Peter Safran, the new uh, co-CEO of DC Studios, who said that Batgirl was unreleasable and would have hurt the brand. Grace responds saying that, I've had my own meetings with Warner Brothers film group CEO Pam Abdi and Mike Luca, and they explained to me on a regular what they felt about the project, think that things were things that were out of their hands, plans and budgets that were set in place before they were even a part of the team. There are a lot of things I learned through the experience of movie making that as an actress, you have no control over it. They weren't really specific on anything creative in terms of what they felt about the movie and how it would have hurt DC creatively. But I'm a human being and people have perceptions and people read things. And when words are expressed very lightly about work that people dedicate a lot of time to, not just myself, but the whole crew, I can understand how it can be frustrating. Later on, Grace is asked if she's had any meeting with Safran or the other co- co-CEO of DC Studios, James Gunn, or even Matt Reeves about potentially playing uh, the character in a follow-up to uh, last year's Batman, to which she says in regards to um, Guy to Safran, uh, no, I haven't heard from them, but I wish them the best of luck on all the plans they've got rolling, rolling out. They've got a lot of projects to handle, and it's not an easy job. And regarding rings, she said, we definitely have had a conversation about Batgirl's future and how Batgirl's going to resurgence. I think fans are looking forward to seeing that we will just take we'll just see where that takes us i can't speak one way or another if that is a reality at this point i i can't speak too much about a future where for batgirl or guarantee anything the last thing that i want i would want to do is give any is give give folks any kind of inkling of something that i have no not much control over as we've learned and finally, Grace is asked whether or not she she was able to see a cut of the film, to which she says, uh, that is one thing that that's the one thing I asked for. I got to see the film as far as it got to. The film wasn't complete by the time that it was tested. Uh, there was a bunch of scenes that weren't even in there. Uh, they were at the beginning of the editing f- process and they were cut off because of everything going on at the company. But the film I got to see, the scenes that were there, was incredible. Uh, there's definitely there was definitely potential for a good film, in my opinion. Maybe we'll get to see clips of it later on. Whew. Okay, that was long. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I hope so, she shows up in the, the D- new DCU Batman movie, Brave and the Bold. I hope that Gunn and Saffron, and hopefully Gunn, Saffron apologizes for her comments, um, I hope that, like, they're going to have meetings soon. And Yeah, like, they're... They're still in the. They're still planning stuff out, but I'm sure that. I hope if they bring Batgirl back, they bring her back. Like she, she should have gotten her shot. It's just a whole sucky situation, but she's handled it very well. To be honest, it just sucks. Yeah, and like, and I, and I give her a lot of grace, and I say grace, I, yeah. I say grace and stuff, but like, I give her a lot of credit for handling that the way that she did. Because honestly, I'm still very pissed off about that. Yeah. Like I handled it very well, to be honest. Yeah, she's handled it better than I have, and just 
It's just like just for a fucking tax write off. Jesus. I know. It's stupid. Yeah. We've talked I, about it a lot. We don't need to rehash it too much, but it's ridiculous. I, I know, I know. And I just learned about another project that's not even DC related that just got canned because of a tax write off. And let's just say it involves uh three Scooby Doo characters that like are probably responsible for a lot of things I like. Yeah. Just all right on to our last topic or our last topics because they're kind of both related um we got an official trailer for fast x is not just three over many missions and against many odds and against impossible odds dominic Toretto has and his family have outsmarted outnerved and have driven every foe in their path now they confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced, a terrifying threat emerging from the shadows of the past, who's fueled by blood revenge, and who's determined determined to shatter this family and destroy everything and everyone that Dom loves forever. In 2011's Fast Five, Dom and his crew took out the various Brazilian drug kingpin, Herman Reyes, and decapitated his empire on a bridge in Rio de Janeiro, what they didn't they didn't know was that Reyes' son Dante, played by Aquaman Jason Momoa, uh, witnessed it all and has spent the last twelve years masterminding a plan to make Dom pay the ultimate price. Dante's plot will scatter Dom's family from Los Angeles to the Catacombs of Rome, from Brazil to London, and from Portugal to Antarctica. New allies will be forced, and old enemies will resurface. But everything changes when Dom discovers that his own eight-year-old son. Um, played by Leo Abio Perry, is ultimate is the ultimate target of Dante's vengeance. It's directed by um Louis Latier and including Ben Diesel, Moa, and Perry. Uh, the film stars Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Chris Liu, Chris Bridges, uh, Dali uh, Emmanuel, Jordan Brewster, Sun King, uh, Jason Statham, John John Cena, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Scott Eastwood. Oscar winners Helen Mirren and Charlie Theron with new additions Brie Larson, Alan Richardson, uh, Dana Medicler, and Rita Moreno as Don and Mia's Abuelita uh, Toretto filling out the rest of the cast. The film is to release on May 19th. And going into a topic, again, that is related to, fa- that is actually, re- that is very much directed, directed and related to Fast X um, via Esquire Middle East, who had the original report. At the launch for the aforementioned trailer for this upcoming entry in the Fast and Furious saga, Fast X, director Louis Satir, who came in after Justin Lin, who had just returned to franchise with Fast 9, left the project, revealed that upon joining the project, Universal demanded that the third act of the script, which was written by Lin and screenwriter Dan Misu, be rewritten, which then led to an entire rewrite. Uh, Louis Satir saying, upon arriving, uh, arriving at the set, I read the script four times on the plane, and I said I had some ideas. And then he said, great, um, because the whole third act is changing. Can you rewrite tonight? I was literally on no sleep. I had been on no sleep for days. Obviously, this was not going to be set in stone, but I was like, okay, I, yeah, I got some ideas. It's already writing. And obviously, since the third act is changing, I need to change the first act. And obviously, when you rewrite the third act and the first act, the second act has to, has to go. So basically, on the fly, rebuilding the whole plane, the airplane. Jesus Christ. Yep. <sighs> okay. Full confession time. I I have a weird relationship with the Fast and Furious franchise because this is my one of my dad's favorite franchise. Um, 
when Fastlane came out, I was I thought it was good, such okay, but I'll be honest, I was a little disappointed because Justin Lin was coming back, and like yeah, obviously the movie was pushed back a year because of the pandemic and stuff. I'm like, I was like really hyped, you know. I, I was thinking that we would go back to fast five levels, and it just it it's just disappointing. It just it just didn't reach that. It was better than eight, but like just it didn't reach that that peak that peakness that we had with Fast Five, Fast Five, uh, Furious Six, and Furious Seven. This trailer is essentially there. There's a saying, and I think it's the Godfather Part Three, where basically like every time I'm out, they pull me back in. This is the this is the freaking franchise that like does that and just this trailer just pulled me back in and I'm just like god damn it just yeah and just also knowing about the rewrites and stuff I'm just like okay yeah I'm I'm kind of surprised but also like okay wow yeah 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 okay uh yeah um so I don't. I haven't seen, I know I haven't seen every single one of these movies. Mm -hmm. um, they're not, um, they are my stepdad's favorite movies too, to be honest. Mm -hmm. One, he's a huge car dude, so like these are right up his alley. Same thing so, my dad. Um, so, but for me, I don't have a lot of like attachment to these movies. Um, I've seen maybe two or three of them. I could not tell you which one I've seen, um, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I totally forgot Jason Momoa was in this movie. So, like, it was tripping me out for, like, the first 15, 20 seconds. I'm like, what the freak? Um, so, it, like, the trailer looks good. Um, Jason Momoa looks like he's having a lot of fun. He's going to play crazy bad guys. So, it should be a lot. Mm -hmm. of, it should be fun. Um, and, yeah, I don't know if I'll go see this movie. This, this Like, because I don't have a lot of attachments to it. And this is, like, the 10th movie in this franchise. So... There's a yep. lot that I probably don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but the stunts look great. The action always looks great. Um, this is like Vin Diesel's wheelhouse. This is his like comfort, mm -hmm. bread and butter. Like this is where he lived. Like this is, it, it should be fine. So that's all I'm going to say. I don't know. I don't have very many thoughts about it, but it's just, it, I think it looks good, you know, for and if you just look at it as an action movie, it looks mm -hmm. awesome. So mm -hmm. yeah. I, I think that this might be like an Infinity War Endgame situation because, like, I've heard rumors about a. Um, for those that might know, you probably know about the rumor that a certain character who's played by Gail Godot, who was previously in the movies, but then, and this is spoilers for like Fast Six. Thank God that she's in this too. I yeah, know. yeah, yeah. No, this was early days. This was pre Wonder Woman. She might mm -hmm. be back, and that'd like, be crazy. Yeah, that would be. crazy. There's a lot of DC people. Then we have Ray Larson over here too. Just kind of funny. <laughs> which I'm which I'm just like, hi Bray. And apparently she's playing like a like it's funny because she's playing like a like a new ally and like I have a feeling that she might be playing um Kurt oh, Kurt Russell's character because Kurt Russell was in this franchise for a hot second. Okay. I care to relate to Kurt Russell's character in the series and just that'd be cool. Yeah, no, she look she looks badass, so she mm -hmm. should be it should be fun. Yeah, you know. Oh. Yeah, no, I Look, I just this franchise. Yeah. Uh, every time I think I'm out, they pull, they pull me, me back, back in, in back in. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That that's how it is. All right. Moving on to um our recommendations for the week. 
Ooh. Let's talk about episode five of The Last of Us. Mm, yeah. Spoilers. Major, major spoilers. Overall, holy shit, this fucking show. Um, performances across the board I thought were great from Lewinsky to Lamar Johnson to Jeffrey Pierce and Kavani Woodward. The emotions is just, just, again, I am sending HBO and now Craig Mason, the showrunner, um, my therapy bills for the rest of the year. Yeah, this, this, I like, God, the show is so heavy and I'm so glad that it's just like a once a week show. I could not. Could not. Yeah. They were this this uh, this episode was really good, but it was very very sad. Yeah, yeah, and you know, just. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I know. It's. <sighs> like just even thinking about it now, and like and like look when we're about like several days from like when it was aired. Mm-hmm. At the time, of, at the time of the recording and stuff, but like even thinking about it, going back through it now, I'm just like, damn. I know like, it was a lot. I'm learning not to. I'm gonna try not to get attached to characters anymore. Besides Joel and Ellie, like. Yeah, yeah, that that's yeah. That, highly that's, recommend that because otherwise you're screwed. So. Yeah, I'm I'm taking that approach as well. It's the same. It's a similar approach I took with Game of Thrones, but like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm only attached to Joel and Ellie at this point. Pretty much, yeah. Maybe Tommy. Yeah, we'll see with Tommy. We'll see what they do with Tommy when we get there. Because we got to get there soon. Yeah. I think we're getting there um, this upcoming episode. That'd be interesting. Uh, That would make sense. Yeah. Also, I want to give a special shout out to the VFX and makeup departments, respectively. Um, Y'all did an amazing job on the effective, which in turn, I just felt like made this episode more akin to like the season six episode of Game of Thrones, uh, Battle of the Bastards. Cool. 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 Especially during that like finale, because holy fuck, those runners. Yeah, no, they were. Yeah, they were very good. Yeah, and it just this it's, whole all the effects are very good in the show. Yeah, and it's just terrifying. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. So it just oh my god, and the and the bloaters and just oh. Yep. Oh lord, yeah, no, it's just it's it's a whole thing. But yeah. All right, and yeah, so an amazing episode all around. I can't wait for the next one. <laughs> But if you're looking for something lighter and something that I kind of decompress, um, I so this week I have seen I watched the first episode, six episodes of Marvel's Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur, and I thought it was enjoyable and delightful. Based on the character on the Marvel Comics character and developed by Steve Lotzer, who previously worked on shows like Impossible, Jeffrey M. Howard, and Kate. Uh, Condell with Lawrence Fishburne serving as executive producer, more on him in a second. The series follows 13 year old Lunea Lafayette as she balances being a teenage prodigy uh, with being a superhero known as Moon Girl alongside her pet, uh, her pet dinosaur devil and just uh, the animation style by uh, Flying Bart Productions, who, who also did the animation for Marvel Studios' What If? It's a blind with the CD style kind of matching with the world of the show perfectly. In addition, the voice cast is perfect with Diamond White leading an awesome cast that includes Alfred Woodward and Fishburne himself as the Beyonder. Also, the characters are just entertaining and, and just entertaining and interesting. And dude, come on, there's a giant dinosaur in this, and he's freaking adorable. That's on all, nice. 
The first six episodes of Moon Girl and the Dinosaurs are delightfully fun. Highly recommend checking it out. The series airs on Disney Channel, but you can find the first episode in its entirely on the Disney Channel YouTube page with that, as well as the five episodes after that on Disney+. Plus. So again, highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. It's a nice break from the very depressing world of The Walking Dead. (laughs) Oh my God, I said Walking Dead. Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) Well, I was wondering when that was going to happen, to be honest. God damn it. God freak. <laughs> hey, yeah. Uh, I just. God damn it. Uh, I knew what. I meant to see the last of us. I meant to see the last of us. If you need a break from that and from either one, uh, I highly recommend this one. Yeah. And do you have any recommendations for us, Jimmy? Uh, no, not really. Not this week. All right. All right. Let's close out. Sounds good. So. Um, feel free to follow us on all our social media platforms. We're on Twitter at Convo with Two Geeks. We're also on Facebook and Instagram at Conversation with Two Geeks. And if you want to send us an email with anything from this episode or one of our previous episodes, we're at Conversation with Two Geeks at gmail.com. And we're also on TikTok at Conversation with Two Geeks. So follow us all there, message us, comment, all that fun stuff. Okay. Anyways, see y'all ne- see y'all next week. Sounds good. Bye guys. Bye bye. Thank you.